0: good day and welcome to far reaches we are four people from similar parts of the world who have wound up chasing different dreams and living different lives we are richard raleigh joel and micah richard and micah from southeast oregon from two small ranching communities known as pine creek and plush raleigh and joel are from northeast oregon from the pendleton area we met through college mutual friends and heard of stories of each other somehow wound up being at the same place at the same time. See, we live and work in different parts of the U.S. now and have all taken different paths to get to where we are. We all talk separately and live far apart. So we decided we should try and talk more together. We hope you come along and enjoy. Ah, greetings and salutations and welcome once again to Far Reaches. That's right, we're back. We don't know when to quit. Uh, This would actually be third time's a charm. This is episode number three. Uh, We thank everybody who's listened so far and subscribed. Please be sure to do uh, listen and subscribe and and like, if you will, the Far Reaches podcast. It's now available on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you might go to get your podcast love. If it's not there, let us know. Um, If you like it, please do share. If you don't, well, uh, heck, tell your friends and let them listen to it too. It's kind of like, you know, when you taste something, you're like, God, that's awful. You should try it also. So that's how we <laughs> view this. Uh, you know, if you have questions or comments, please send us an email at far podcast at gmail.com. Uh, all one word, as you might imagine, or reach out to any of us on, on social media, uh, Guys, welcome back. How's everybody doing? Uh, let's see where everybody's at and, and uh, get a few moments of your week so far. Let's start with uh, with Richard. Richard, what's going on?
1: Um, I am practicing. I'm not sure what I'm practicing anymore. Anyways, this week was a good week. Did a lot of stuff on the ranch. Uh, went to Burns, like I was telling you guys. Could not tell that there was a pandemic happening in Burns. <laughs> I think they are unaware. The internet was down, so that might be the problem. Or they shut it down. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. And uh, for those of you playing along at home, I guess Burns if is you uh, north of Lakeview, a couple hours in the middle of uh, middle of nowhere in just like Lake County.
1: Yeah. And then today we did uh trick testing and simming testing because even bulls get stds
0: well, as much as they whore Lots. around that's uh yeah and trick you mean trichinosis not like you were tricking them into something else no yeah, yeah. and and semin testing yeah, yeah they, that, uh, that's a sound you never forget tricks. right there
1: so yeah it was uh, interesting we had a female vet which happens out here mm-hmm. in the west Absolutely. Not the problem, but uh, yeah, I have to, I now have to do some sensitive training with my hands because uh, we talked about warehouses and uh, uh, probably a lot of other things that are not acceptable to talk around females. So I don't know when that training session is going to happen, but probably maybe five years. HR will be
0: contacting
1: you. Anyways. If we had not been in Adele at the MC feedlot, i might have been uncomfortable but everybody survived i think
0: yeah it, it's just sort of a instant filter goes off when you roll into that part of the world so
1: and with your with your seaming tested bowls there's just so many uh <laughs> so many entendres that can be made it's hard to uh it's hard to avoid the something, some of
0: that. Uh, something in the air yeah <laughs> you want to describe that real quick for joel joel have you ever seen that i know you've been around cows Describe the like, that, have you, or
2: describe what?
0: Uh, semen testing on a bowl. Uh, I, I think you should go for a trial run. <laughs> Get that ball <that> thrown <laughs> <coming> up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, had a,
2: I plugged him into 220. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> talking about the collection of the semen or are you talking about the actual? Yeah, yes. yes. Uh,
0: yeah, the process, if you will. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's uh <laughs>
1: There's a, <laughs> there's a vet, there's a uh, chute, uh-huh. there's a microscope. Can we first establish microscope?
2: whether or not this female veter- veterinarian was she was she cute? Well, oh, that's a good question.
1: She's a vet. Female vet, any female vet's okay. cute. That's important. Yes, yeah, I'd
2: agree. Setting setting set the scene for the <laughs> that's listeners like, is all that's nice. like We're going to talk about a attractive female vet that we're going to talk about it, collecting both. Even
3: the process yep. of collecting it, in in conjunction with a good-looking female vet, Joel, you might get a little more than you bargained for in this conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> yes, it's kind of like high
0: desert foreplay. I think, yeah,
2: um,
1: it, it would make some S and M people blush.
0: <laughs> if a vet wasn't there, it might be considered in poor taste. I'll put it that way. Yeah. <laughs>
1: i know that there was five gallons of lube involved
0: Ooh. That, that was in your pickup before you got there right yeah. <laughs> you carry that for emergencies and such yeah
1: yeah that's that's just one third of the process that you need a 110 outlet and a a giant electronic probe.
0: Yeah, electro-ejaculator, 9000. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally, yeah, Joel. I wish we were making that up, but, uh, it's the most uh, pleasurable and efficient way I think that uh, we still have.
1: But <laughs> just for the just for the public service part of this for the, all the non-ranchers, do do this to your bulls if you ever have bulls because if you have two or three bulls and uh in your herd that are not are shooting blanks it gets really expensive really fast yeah
0: absolutely yeah richard do you run about uh what one bowl for 25 30 heads somewhere in there if you don't mind sharing
1: we try to do 20 22 to 25 okay. if we're in pasture 25 if we're in the desert we did we figure one bowl for every 22
2: so you what people buy bowls that are uh i don't know what's right where is shoot shooting blanks right doesn't everybody have a standard process to check that to make sure that they're not shooting blings. Well, Well,
3: yeah, Yeah. you you go to the sales, the, the, uh, seed stock sales. And typically, no, I shouldn't say typically as they're being sold, they've all been tested and everything is up to snuff for, for those bulls for that year. However, (laughs) due to various reasons over the course of time, whether it be new nutrition, um, physiological problems these animals can their semen can go bad and so it's a it's a diligent management practice to go ahead and test them every year so that you're not turning out a bull that is well not doing his job so
2: it'd yeah. be funny if uh if if there was like a, such a thing as like a gay bull <laughs> <laughs> you buy this fancy big bull only Jesus. from Brooklyn. Collecting these beautiful cows. There's actually no some studies
0: on on sheep looking at that. I think I don't remember what the outcome was. Yeah, but, there um, was an
2: Oregon State football player back when I was in college that he got arrested for DUI, and he okay he had stolen a a sheep. From oh yeah, in the, from it the it farm. Like a gay sheep experiment. Yeah. Or something. That's right. Yeah, that was the same study. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know why. I
0: don't remember what all happened with that, but that's. When you started off that story, Joel, like, I got a little worried. I'll be <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> I assumed he was talking about University of Oregon, but,
3: <laughs> <laughs> but uh,
0: sometimes they're just lazy, too. But I mean, you really like Richard brought a good point. So it's Rawls about making sure they're ready to go and fit for duty, if you will, because, uh, you know, if they don't get out there and do their job, then uh, you're hurting the next year because uh, that's uh, that's there's no stork uh, in the cattle industry. That's got to come from the bull or somebody, uh, doing some AI. Yep.
1: And everybody should strive to be reborn as a bull. What a life.
0: I would agree. I think, uh, when you see that lip curl up and the head throw back in the shoot there, uh, and they're just testing yeah. out, you know, that that's a, and then B, your only job is really, you know, drink some water, eat some food, uh, wander around, um, you know and there's that that great joke about the two bulls up on top of the hill that uh, kind of says
2: it all. I don't know that joke tell <laughs> tell the joke.
4: You don't know that joke? <laughs> no. Oh
2: man, this is like a life lesson. Like and so no,
0: please don't allow for any political correctness in this story. Don't worry about that shit. So <laughs> okay. um so there's two bulls up on this hill Joel and they're overlooking this pasture, you know, and there's a young bull, he just got there, you know, Raleigh just bought him. And there's this old bull, he's been there pretty long probably almost too long and so the young bull like nudges him and like hey let's run down there and fuck with them cows and the old bull goes oh silly we're gonna walk down there and we're gonna fuck them all and so that <laughs> is the old bull versus the young bull <laughs> 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 that's a lesson for life right really too you know be gonna
2: be like one version <laughs> of the joke i think kurt told me it was uh the Scottish guy is like, "You fuck one goat." Oh, yeah, that's, the, that's the best Marty <laughs> Campbell joke ever. ever. Uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> just see that fence over there. Oh yeah, no, it's... <laughs> uh, no, no, yeah. You can really drag that one out. It's it's uh it's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so you know Richard, life lessons, uh, one ten, not two twenty, uh, and make sure that you call a vet first because it does get. Like I said, I think it's a little kinky if you don't have a vet there. Uh, Oh, Lord. We might change that. What about you, man? What's going on in your little twisted world right now? Well, not
3: a whole lot different than Richard's. We're just uh, in the the heat of our calving season right now, and uh, it's kind of a daily grind. You can get up, feed cows, uh, try and get a little field work done, go back out in the afternoon and tag calves and just uh kind of that time of year where you're in a routine um getting ready to for branding to start here pretty soon and and turnout uh we're we got green grass showing already which is a welcome sight and, and especially for march uh considering last well several marches have been inundated with snow and cold weather it's been a been a really pleasant cabin season. Um
0: but other than that. What's that? I lost you.
2: Yeah, we lost him.
0: Did you drop your microphone? You there? Oh
1: Well you left the building. A, there you
3: are. I had a call coming gotcha. in there and I had to oh, wow. no, but rude.
2: uh he put us on hold. but the uh anyways <laughs> it's been a
3: been a really nice cabin season and we're uh life as usual quarantined in Willow county there's no uh not a not a lot of change for our life here anyways i suppose some folks it's affecting but everything's still the same so
0: i think you and richard kind of uh just by where you live practice uh social distancing or whatever it's called pretty much yeah i never
3: liked going to town anyways so it's not no sweat off my back it's kind of the <laughs> life, life is the same.
2: Richard Which, is violating all We drove when we were driving into town into Burns, though. That's sounds what? dangerous. What's that? Didn't R- Richard going to Burns? He said,
0: "Yeah, yeah."
2: Went into town. That's dangerous.
0: It can be, especially coming from Lake County, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joel?
1: I don't know whose courthouse we'd have to burn down for infecting who,
0: but that's what <laughs> that's we do. What do. That's <laughs> a, some people still mascots, some people put up signs, courthouses get burned. That's <laughs> bold, very bold.
1: But I was going to say about Lakeview, uh, I think that the self isolation has come to an end because I noticed the traffic when I came back into town was pretty much like the traffic it was three Trap. weeks ago. So
0: four o'clock rush.
1: Yeah, I think everybody's gave had enough of social isolation and are falling back into their old pre-pandemic habits. So we're all probably going to go to hell. I
0: think that ship sailed a long time ago. But... <laughs> <laughs> just just say it. I can't guarantee. I can't guarantee that. But. <laughs> Joel, since you are really one of the the epicenter of the epicenter of some of this chaos, how how's your week been since last time we
2: talked? Yeah, I'm listening to uh, you know Raleigh talking about his daily routine. It sounds pretty nice. He gets to go outside. Um, we, I, not much has changed for me since last time we talked. Uh, this is like day twelve, thirteen, or something of quarantine. Uh, if any listeners out there, I'm running low on Copenhagen, so send help. Oh goodness,
0: yeah, junior, um, you, you hear that? Send Copenhagen to Mr.
2: Joel. S O S. Send Copenhagen. <laughs> uh, yeah, New Yorkers were kind of the pariah of the country right now. There's like the new new the news out that if you go and t- if you go from New York to any town in America, they're going to make you quarantine <laughs> for 14 days. like i can't can't go anywhere i i I, tonight i finally left the apartment to go to the the beer counter store and get some beer to go Mm -hmm. uh that's the first time i've been outside in three days um i don't know getting more as more news comes out about it where like as long as you wash your hands before you touch your face uh you should be all right so I don't know. I'm not too worried about getting it. Just mm-hmm. can't do anything. Can't Can't, yeah. can't really leave the apartment. You know, it's getting What's old. In uh, New York, you know, I have like 500 square feet that I share with somebody.
3: What does the enforcement yeah. look like around there as far as infor- enforcing the rule?
2: Yeah, the other, you know, so one, it's hard for me to say just because, and for anybody to say, because generally people aren't outside observing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But from what I'm reading is that they aren't really taking, like, strong-arm actions yet. Um, But they're, like, the people that are, like, congregating in groups are, like, kids playing basketball in the park. So, I guess they're going around taking down basketball hoops (laughs) uh, to discourage them from doing that. I think eventually they're going to have to start by, like, you know, the police by force are going to have to start – Breaking this thing, these things up, but then the other concern is that right now, like, I think like 10% of NYPD on any given day is uh calling out sick, they're just not so. I think they're, I don't know if they're understaffed yet, but it seems to be trending in that direction. Um, and then at the same time, they're releasing, um. Like criminals like lower level criminals from I think like I don't know if it's Rikers mm. or or what what jails or prisons are releasing them from, but they're releasing like hundreds of criminals from jail just because it's riskier or it's a, it's a risk. I wouldn't say it's riskier. it's a risk for them mm-hmm. to be uh, you know confined in jail. <laughs> So, basically, they're putting more criminals on Less the police. Less police. <laughs> fewer police officers, and then they're also not enforcing certain laws. Like, if you get caught trying to steal a car, for example, I think this is true. I know it's true in Philadelphia, and I think it's true in New York, too, now. But if you get caught doing certain crimes, like trying to steal a car, um, they're not going to arrest you. They're going to mm-hmm. give you a, basically a ticket and a summons to appear in court. <laughs> That's gonna work well, All right? I'll see uh, you there. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a it's a fucking disaster, man. It's. It, well, no it, wonder nobody's it, going outside. Also in New York. There's no way if you're concerned about it. Like, there's no way to protect yourself. It's impossible to get a gun here, right? Legally. Legally, yeah. The only people that have guns here have them illegally. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a fucking disaster. And I I just hope that that this gets under control because I feel like things could go to shit real quick. Hell, we have all the guns in the world out
3: here and we feel that way. (laughs) Wait, you. (laughs) Yeah. uh...
0: Oh, that, that's a good point, though. I mean, we've been seeing uh, this whole weird division about what's essential business and what's not. And should we close gun stores or not? And, and I think it's people's perception maybe of having a gun yeah. has changed quite a bit um, in the past couple of weeks. You know, you used to get that. Why would you ever have a gun? Because I can. Uh, you know, why do you have a fire extinguisher? Because the I fire think department's the, not going to get here I think time. the Same idea thing.
3: of things falling apart like we were discussing there um has certainly provoked people to feel that have one now um mm-hmm. just for self-defense i mean it's if, if things do go awry and the economy doesn't start to pick up and life as we knew it starts to move in a direction where there's um a money flow again it's it's not far from when uh, when their pockets run dry, that uh, things start coming up missing and chaos mm-hmm. and pandemonium occur on a different level.
2: Well, they're really I, I don't padding like to see pockets that right now, right? With uh, What's that? They're really padding people's pockets right now with uh, giving people money and then uh, unemployment insurance or unemployment pay is going up like 600 bucks a week. Mm-hmm. They, they, there's going to be lots of money out there. There's just nothing to spend it on, I guess.
0: Guns. <laughs>
3: Guns yeah.
2: Well,
0: Joel, is that little corner store just down from your place? Is that does that have any food in it? Is it wiped out? Do they have uh, a smattering, or what's that status?
2: I haven't been to the the bigger grocery store. The little one on the corner. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a health food store. Um, they have they have stuff. They have you know they have eggs and milk, the mm-hmm. basics. They had hand hand sanitizer in stock, so I got some of that. Good thinking. They're all right.
1: <laughs> when I when I was in North Dakota in 2014, when the last oil bust came, yeah the the way that it was interesting to see the change in people from going from the high oil prices to low oil prices, and people started getting yeah. laid off. And before that time, up in Williston, North Dakota, you could go into a convenience store, fill up your pickup, go in, leave it running, and get whatever you wanted and come out. Within three weeks of everybody getting laid off and the oil prices dropping, (laughs) you had to lock it every time you went in because people were, like, jacking pickups from convenience stores and trying to drive them home. Oh, wow. It's amazing how fast – how fast when things start going bad, people start going bad. It's just crazy. Yeah,
0: that's, that's an interesting point. And they were just trying to get home, like just get the hell out of Dodge.
1: Yeah, they just, because the last place you want to be stuck when there's no jobs is Williston, North Dakota.
0: <laughs> Even when there are jobs. Yeah. Even when your job, yeah, you got to keep really busy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very occupied. Yeah. <laughs>
2: How is it in Nebraska? For a time, there was kind of a hot spot for the virus. What's it like there?
0: Well, we just uh, we got noticed today. Um, The mayors put in some. I would just put them as strong suggestions. Now, I guess no more groups than ten gathering. Uh, You know, keep your your six foot or your two meter distance, depending on your preference for your measurement system. Um, you know, a lot of uh, takeout, of course. There was just a thing that came out today that uh, bars can send to-go drinks now. Um, so, I guess that'll help quell some of that insanity. Um, but you look out of the, ra- like the neighborhood, you know, I take uh, saurus for a walk. It seems pretty normal. Um, I guess we always went across the other side of the street anyways when people are coming. So, you know, you just look out in the backyard, it's pretty normal. But you you listen to the news. Uh, I haven't been downtown in a while uh, just because I really don't have a reason to, I guess there's nobody there anyways. Um, so, but here, yeah, it seems about half normal uh, compared to always.
2: Huh. Are any of uh, your girlfriends coming in to visit you or anything?
0: Uh can neither confirm nor deny uh, that statement, Joel.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> the ones I've told about
0: this podcast, uh no. Yeah. But... <laughs> the one, yeah. Well, uh, let's just put it this way: technology is playing a role every day. Um, a lot more FaceTime than ever before, I'd say. Um, with everybody, I think we're really missing that uh, that visual connection. So, and, and like, uh, I am becoming quite adept at video interviews <laughs> over the past week and uh tomorrow and next week that's that's pretty much everybody's standard protocol now is um, is setting up a video interview and uh been working through that so I, you know that's that's definitely been a shift in the past few weeks I, on that
3: kind of on that same note i'm curious to as to what you know i don't i don't work a 9 to 5 that requires me to go to a a, a place to work and you look at all these people that are home with their children and, and and they're working from home (laughs) and they're, they're trying to do the same job they were in an eight hour day in their office. I'm, I'm, I guess I'd be curious to see what kind of productivity a lot of businesses throughout the the country are, are getting out of the change that they're coming, coming into.
0: (laughs) Um, I'm going to guess sometimes they're probably getting more done uh, just because well, i know when I'm in the office i'm distracted pretty easily i you might find this hard to believe i'm sort of a butterfly i will i will stop by pretty much everybody's desk or space and say something or pull a prank on somebody um if i'm not in a meeting that's usually what i'm doing is walking around so as i've shifted to more of a home based deal i i tend to be much more productive when i'm home because i'm i think i'm more disciplined actually when i'm here than when i'm at work yeah i um, suppose that- that's a good word. Joel. What about you? I don't want to get you in trouble, but uh, well, I'm sure you're more productive, right?
2: Who? Just me? Or? Yeah, yeah, Joel. Oh, um... yeah. I guess. <laughs> no, I, I. I mean, to be on. That's fine. Yeah, no, I, you can admit I'm, it. I'm not more productive. Yeah, you know, I get what I need to get done, but. Uh, working from home all the time it's more than about a productivity thing there's a lot of anxiety that comes with it when you're not really connected with um you know maybe the managers Mm -hmm. in the office and you don't really know what's going on especially at my bank they're always doing layoffs and stuff so it's like you know if you can't really demonstrate your value and just anxiety inducing, I suppose. Do you
0: get nervous whenever you get an email from your boss?
2: Um, not when I get an email. When I get it, like a scheduled meeting, and there's like oh. a one-on-one. It's like, all right, fuck here yeah,
0: we, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Now, another question. So, when you get up in the morning um, and you get ready to go to your home office, yeah, uh, do you get dressed like you're going to work, or are you wearing your jammies and your bunny slippers? <laughs>
2: uh you know i throw on the wranglers and the belt buckle and just new sheriff just like brawley i guess no No, okay no i
4: uh (laughs) (laughs) i don't really get out of
2: i don't get out of the the bed until like noon see there's part of your issue yeah i'm going to tell you right there
4: yeah that's
0: that's a I don't huge
2: have part. a basement to go to like you do. I think you have a basement. You have a big house. You have a room. I do. Yeah, I have oh, a nice boy. office area. It's. I'll never have.
0: If I ever go back to work in the regular office, I'll never have an office this nice unless uh, I'm a CEO of my own company. But um, I don't
2: know. If, I don't know if you saw on Facebook. I posted that. Oh, you did. I you you, you like commented on it. But I, oh, so, that yay! Oh, jackhammer outside your window. Yeah, Jess and I are yeah. both working from home, and we only have two rooms not counting the bathroom, which Jess did use as an office because <laughs> we had this guy right outside her window on the fire escape uh, grinding away at uh, paint and rust on the metal. And oh, The, the uh, fire escape, right? Yeah, and he did that. Yeah, that was loud as hell. This guy's like five feet away from us all day grinding. Um, so it's super loud. You can't have like conference calls. It was a mess. Um, yeah, that would suck. Yeah, he's done now. I think, though, <laughs> literally, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, and no matter
0: where you're at in your apartment, he's still five feet away. So yeah, uh, that that is a factor. But I think uh, that, but that's been one of the ways I've been able to stay somewhat productive when I work from home is like I'm up at the same time every day. Like I'm going to the office. I get dressed. I grab my coffee. I roll downstairs to my office area. That's my commute. Uh, I'm here till you know I usually have lunch around 11 that's when I go back upstairs and I'm kind of like on lunch break I'll turn the tv on and make lunch and then at noon or so I roll back down to my uh, my office area I think that that's a mindset I think really helps keep a bit of your your sanity Um, I think that's just me I'm obviously different than most people
2: Yeah, It seems like things are just going slower right now during this whole uh, coronavirus outbreak. Just I don't want to say there's less to do, but it for me, it sort of seems like there is less mm-hmm. going on. People are like, can't deal with this right now. We have our fire drills, so I don't know. <laughs> A lot of what I do requires them to have capacity. <laughs> They don't have time for me. They don't have time for my shit. It's like, are you guys complying with the law right now? I don't know. Leave me alone. (laughs) Leave me alone. (laughs) Sorry. Don't make money. I'm sorry.
0: No, no, that's, I mean, and then that's what, that's, I think, another reason why we like to talk with this is because of just how vastly different everywhere is. You know, uh, for the most part, like Richard and Rawls, it's it's business as usual because, well, A, they're they're making the food for everybody else. And I'm somewhere in the middle. And you are in the epicenter of all things crazy, really, because of how just how vibrant that place usually is and all the things that are going on and all the people. That's all combined to be, uh, you know, amplified on just how much impact we're having.
2: Hey, Raleigh Richard, are you guys? So I saw on Facebook somebody, I don't remember who it was, but they were like... Hold off on selling your cows, because if you hold off, then the prices will go up. Mm-hmm. Are you guys? I don't know what the economics of that is, but are you doing it? Go ahead, like Richard.
3: That? I'll comment in a minute.
2: Uh,
1: I sold most. We sold most everything in January, but I did hold about thirty head of uh, grass-fed calves back, and we are going to go through our cows before we turn them out. And the ones that uh, had problems calving or don't have calves, they will probably be going to a packing plant here shortly because...
3: Prices are high.
1: Yeah, I think the prices came up and the bulls that didn't uh, pass their semen test, they're definitely going. And, uh, yeah. wow. and I'm going to hold on to that for those 30 head because I, I think that in the next... I think by June or July they'll be so absolutely yeah yeah that's my plan
2: i uh what's the difference in price like are you hoping for like a 10 percent bump slaughter
3: slaughter cows or you know whatever would be your open cows like richard was talking about or bulls three weeks ago um your your average 1250 1300 pound cow was bringing somewhere in the neighborhood of um, around 700 dollars to eight hundred dollars and i just watched a video that took place in colorado yesterday i believe for the same kind of a cow brought fourteen hundred dollars just because it fits that burger market Mm -hmm. and the and the high demand for protein right now on the grocery store and they're mature cattle so they're they're getting some pounds out of them so that's what they're there's a lot of demand on on butcherable cattle right now
2: that's based on what market you're in can you can you just ship them down there Oh um, drive them
3: The the mar marketing a livestock i mean for your coal livestock like that you typically i don't know how where richard's most adjacent sale barn is or where he takes them but like we'll from where we're at up and haul them to the intermountain livestock in the grand and uh put them through the sale yard there uh, it's kind of the the trend for most of the producers around there around here but there's also a lot of folks that are looking at boxed beef right now and finding a small usda house to butcher them in and sell them direct to the consumer so Mm -hmm. there's various ways to to enter the marketplace with your product
1: we get we get with a bunch of our neighbors and try and put a truckload and send them directly to the plant yeah So, we put the...
0: Is there a sale yard?
1: uh, Oh, there's... I don't
0: remember. So, this is
1: interesting. I did a little experiment this year to sort of figure out how to mitigate my risk. And I I, I video auctioned some, my top end of my calves, and then nothing else really fell in a real uniform setting. So, I sold some to... um, cottonwood california which is a big sale yard on the west coast mm-hmm. they did all right and then i also sold some to the or the nevada livestock auction and they did awesome so uh yeah it's sort of interesting to see how it goes around but i think the dynamics of the way cattle are getting sold are changing a little bit so mm-hmm. i never go up north with my cattle i usually go south because about the time our calves are ready it's about the time the grass in california is about to go so we're sort of positioned to get in with those buyers that are buying calves to put on
0: grass that's a good deal there and you're okay guys we need to pause just for a second we need to go uh talk to one of our sponsors real quick and then we'll be right back from that <laughs> okay and we're back uh, thank you very much and uh we were talking about cow prices and and, Richard and raleigh were discussing sort of where they uh where they take their cows and raleigh, we were at some, some point uh, about your markets i didn't catch all that what'd you say michael
3: there's some scratches. i
2: like
3: you fell down some stairs
0: <laughs> what uh, no i think joel brought up an interesting point about the different markets um you know, if you're just you're not selling calves right now. If you had some fats or some calls, certainly would be the time um, for that, given some of the demand.
3: Yeah, it's a it's it's a good time to move on some of those. You know, we've got some open cows. We we had a couple cows with some calving difficulties, and um, that it's just not prudent to uh, hang on to them and we try to rebreed, bring them back into next year's cycle and Nine times out of ten, you, if they've had calving difficulties, you also have breeding difficulties. So um, it, it just makes sense to go to the market with them. And for us, you know, they're, they're, there's a few different options as far as sale yards we could go to within 100 miles of here. Um, but obviously, the most convenient one for us is, like I said, to go to LeGrand. And right now, that's kind of the plan. I, I actually sent some um, several weeks ago, um, hindsight you didn't really see where the coronavirus was then and and it would have been a little little better idea to to hang on to a handful of them and take them now but um you're you've always you've always got cattle that are gonna fall out of your program and and uh it's nice right now to have a place to go to go with them to uh recoup some costs
2: most certainly so you guys have been selling a bunch of cows do you just have like, how many do you have left right now? <laughs> Not like, enough.
3: You mean, are you <laughs> are you talking like?
2: Well, do you do you raise your your cows for a year and then you sell them all off? And now you're starting over for so, the next year. So, well,
3: we're we're in what what you call cow calf programs, and and we raise um, calves every year off of a cow herd to to supply the marketplace with uh, protein. So. Um, what we're talking about now uh as far as coal cows are actually our um our mother cows, and they're not they're either for one reason or another they're not raising a calf this year so um rather than pay the feed cost to try and hold them over until next year to get another calf out of them um we we'll send them to the market if, if that kind of puts it in a, in an easier way to understand there well. oh
0: ross and richard what would you say your average age of your uh, older cows are you, you getting seven or eight oh, yeah. years mm-hmm. somewhere in that mm-hmm. part of the world maybe longer um i got go ahead
1: i got some great cows that i'm phasing out right now they're 13 and 14 that i got from fly which is right here local but <laughs> but most yeah. of our cattle run between uh well, our we're our a little on the younger because we didn't grow So we have a lot of three two three to four year olds. And then we have a mm-hmm. pretty probably the other one third of them are uh in that five to eight year range.
0: Yeah. Do you figure it takes about four or five years to get your money back in a on a heifer or what what's your uh if you don't mind discussing that, um, where do you kind of break even when you're looking at that?
1: Go ahead, Raleigh.
3: I would say it um, kind of depends on your market from year to year. Uh, you know, if last year market prices were down, so <clears throat> where do you where do you hold your value for for selling the calf versus keeping it at at that what you have to gain that year? Mm-hmm. But I would say as as you get more feed into them through a year you're probably going to have to get four years four calves out of them to break even um with the with the cost of annual grazing and winter feed that you put into them you're gonna if you're not getting four at least four years out of a cow then you're you're not meeting your break-even point uh and that's and that's putting it on the tight side i would you know five is Mm -hmm, for sure it it, weather plays a huge role in that i mean for us up here we can feed as few as three months out of the winter and we can feed six to seven months out of the winter so it your your feed costs going into them play a huge role in that but i would say you know that four to five year old range is gonna kind of meet your break, break even point um i'm i'm actually looking to to uh we've been the sets of cows that I've bought have been predominantly black um, as in black Angus and mm-hmm. the uh, I'm looking to put some hybrid in. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to He's clarify that. So, that so the, there wasn't any cows American cows, um, the, the, uh, I'm looking to try and put a little vigor into things and, and see if I can't create a little more longevity out of my cows. Cause the, the longer you can run one, and the more profitable it is to your program, because if you've got to keep pouring replacement heifers in and you're only getting eight years out of your cows, you're, you're mm-hmm. not, you're not hitting that threshold you need to, to be profitable.
2: Well, how old does a cow have to be before it starts, be- before you can like breed it? Great That's a question, Richard Bill. question there.
1: What was the question? What was the question? Sorry.
0: <clears throat> How old do you start breeding your your uh, your heifers?
1: Oh, I'd say oh, I go by weight. They probably get bred when they're about seven, eight hundred pounds. So
0: oh, they're going to be running fourteen months, twelve nah, months.
1: Not we're a little slower on that, so
0: not
2: quite.
1: Probably safe around fifteen, sixteen months. Yeah.
0: Oh,
2: fifteen 15 or 16 okay and, that's fair and, yeah and how old are the how
1: old are your bulls we were talking about that today we have uh mostly in that four to six year range but um we bought a branch a uh went out of business here and we bought all their bulls so we have a bunch more four to six year olds normally we'd have a lot more younger bulls in the in the, this time of year but we uh got a hell of a deal so we have older bulls now yeah
0: right so they're how long typically do you keep a bull on your herd richard
1: i keep them as long as they're they can walk and they're still uh have viable semen so most bulls can't survive on the desert if you get a bull of seven or eight months or seven or eight years that's exceptional mm-hmm. and you're probably looking at getting rid of yeah. around six yeah and now that we have pasture, we can stretch some of those older guys out a little bit because they don't have to work as hard, and they can lay around and eat green grass and soak their toes.
2: What do you do with a bowl once you get get rid of it,
1: just like we do with the cows?
2: Can you turn a bowl into beef uh, yeah hamburger oh. okay probably pretty bad hamburger, right
0: no that's why you grind hamburger up it all it all gets uh nice and tender that way oh but as far as like a steak would that not work
1: no Pretty. uh
0: no probably not i mean you'd have a ribeye about the size of me um <laughs> uh, for those of you playing along at home that's huge um yeah it's just because they're so massive um uh, yeah at that point um that ship sailed really
2: i'm yeah, it'd be nice to be a bull, but not like a regular bull like you guys have. It'd be nice to be like a bull that performs in the PBR. I think like a... Kinky.
1: Holstein bulls.
2: Then you just could go hang out in the pasture by yourself. <laughs> they have it pretty good.
1: What the about that? They, that'd be ideal.
0: <laughs> just being <Yeah>. an A.I. <laughs> sire would be a pretty good job. Yeah, Absolutely. The ultimate because you don't even have to walk anywhere really, you know, like you do regular or you know, PBR bulls, they got it pretty good too, I suppose. Except for your
1: girlfriend's a really lame looking robot, not (laughs) even functional.
0: Hey, don't judge her. (laughs) Yeah, we keep each other happy. (laughs) Oh, you're talking about the bulls. Never mind. I'm sorry. That was that was a mistake on my part. Yeah,
2: It's it's always funny out here how people. Like, I, I'm not saying I know a whole lot about this stuff either, but I, I don't know, it must have been two years ago, like, uh, a steer got off the truck and was loose in New York City. Oh, cool. The cops were, t- like, trying to chase it down, and all the news stations mm-hmm. were picking it up, and they were like, a bowl is loose in New York City. <laughs> oh, I was just kind of, it was, a, it was a, probably a one-year-old steer or something. Mm-hmm.
0: He just didn't have the balls to be a baller. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah were... sorry, I couldn't resist, and it's
0: cheesy, but no, I, I I was talking to a person today and telling horror stories about cattle industry and such. And when I was uh, uh, lobbying for the cattlemen, I was on this committee with the Fish and Wildlife Department, and it was made up of good citizens from around the state. And one in particular was an attorney from Portland and they uh looked were sitting across the table from me and they looked me in the eye and said i don't know why your membership insists on raising cows they should just go to the store and get their meat like everyone else
2: no they didn't really
0: i swear on my (laughs) blind grandma's eyes that is the truth 100 percent. yes and then i didn't i said well if you're trying to make me speechless you have succeeded. <laughs> um, yeah, that was my introduction into the world of natural resource uh, education, if you will. True. That's ridiculous. Well, you know, we are, and I think otherwise, a uh, very intelligent person. Uh, but their perception was, you know, we're raising cows just because, because uh, it makes me happy. And sure, that's what you do. But also, uh, it is the food supply for most of the world. So um that's why we do that um i so you know that those people are there um and that's part of the thing about educating people about where these things come from and who the yeah. people are doing it, it's telling i story. have stats i have stats fantastic stat. i
3: love it Ooh, i
0: love stats
1: one 75 of all the land in the in the world is rangeland mm. and of the 75 percent of that it that rangeland and the anim- the ruminant animals that graze on it, supply the food for one third of the world's population. That's my stats.
2: How's the other two third? How's the other two thirty?
1: Oh, that's like your typical row crops and that kind of stuff. But uh, most,
0: yeah, that's the thing to point out is rangeland's basically good for just growing a bit of grass. Uh, holding the dirt down uh, and being pretty to look at.
1: So basically all Mo- Mongolia.
0: Glorious, yes. All of Mongolia, all of Lake and Harney counties. Yes.
1: Uh, <laughs> a lot of the- parts of Joseph.
0: Yeah, I mean, that that's a vast portion where that's the best. I think one of the best uses of that land is responsible grazing uh, for that exact reason.
2: Hey, what do you guys think about um this fake meat they're creating? The Beyond Beyond Meat is the company that's making a lot of noise. They're, they're stuff in like Burger King, for example, I think, but Yeah. Do you guys see that as a threat to your business? Oh mm-hmm. my kid, you got to you got to you got
1: to give him my philosophical question.
0: I was trying to re- that's why I was humming because I'm trying to remember exactly cuz also we didn't really fully answer that last time, Richard um you know um go ahead i'm, tra- <laughs> I'm trying to be uh composed
1: let Raleigh answer and then i'll answer
3: you, i i don't i don't personally see it as a threat um they're gonna to replicate what the beef industry and and for that matter, the the pork and the lamb and the chicken to, to replicate the amount of protein that's provided for the world, there's going to be a have, have to be a lot of damn lab rats making that shit um, just to just to sustain the, the the demand for nutrition.
0: Who's breaking up a launcher to start a fire with right We're now? Making
2: a drink cocktail.
0: Oh, okay. Well, it sounds like you're busting up a wooden launcher <laughs> and survive. So, no, I, sorry, d- I don't see it as being a, a, a
3: threat at this point. Um, it, I'm very skeptical of the whole deal. I don't have a lot of uh, a lot of knowledge as to what exactly they've done, and I haven't researched it that greatly. Um, it, it just seems like another way to try to drive us out of the environment out here by
2: <laughs> yeah man take take a look at the ingredients I, in that, that was my
3: concern really was
2: it's disgusting it's got to be awful yeah I have no yeah. idea
0: what they put
3: into it. It, it it it's crossed my radar a couple times and, and I really didn't find it to be anything pertinent that I need to pay attention to at this point
0: it's probably got more sodium than the Red Sea, I'm going to guess. I mean, it's got to be just awful. Um, and I, I'm trying to, I don't know where the genesis of this, I'm going to say the word hatred of, of the livestock industry comes from either. I, I mean, I just don't see that where where people have this innate desire to try to find a way to run it out of business, I through cow farts or fake meat or whatever, Um I don't know how that started. I think it's ridiculous to try to literally slit your own throat from some of the, the safest, most well-bought-out and produced food in the world, and yet you want to go try to, to find something in a Petri dish that will probably make you glow in the dark
2: if you eat it for a week. Uh, I just don't understand that. Well, People just have empathy for the livestock, right? Like...
0: Well, but why don't you care if a carrot gets yarded out of the ground? Just because we can't hear it screaming doesn't mean it's not. I mean I why is you know love and vegetables so much better than than a humanely harvested animal I who says I mean you can't prove to me that uh, well, doesn't if have I pick a, a if I pick a
2: bell pepper it doesn't scream you can't prove that to me it doesn't have doesn't have a, like a central nervous system it doesn't know that's your opinion so, mister i think everything you need, has a soul
0: you so read, does that freaking You carrot, need to right? read
1: Fred Provenza's new book
2: wait,
1: Yes wait. uh plant what plants do a Plants can fun. communicate with each other and share resources. It's amazing what they can do.
0: Hey, you play music for plants, they perk up, mister.
1: Yeah, they can uh, also...
0: Come on, they, the do, they do not.
1: They can also differentiate <laughs> real water from... like There's a study where they played... They had running water and they had fake water, running water sounds on both sides of the plant and the plant could tell and it grew its roots towards the actual water.
0: Oh, oh, that's some cool science yeah. right there. That was
1: that in Prevenza's book, too, Richard? No, for, but I'm ha- I'm a one third the way through Prevenza's book, and it's mind blowing. What he what? Yeah. Oh,
0: awesome.
1: But as far as like sending chemicals and increasing the amount of toxins they can like communicate with each other. Like if something's grazing on them, they can send they can tell their buddies, and they can send more toxins into their leaves and stuff. It's crazy
2: yeah of course that's interesting but they don't have emotions
0: what constitutes emotions how do you know a cow has emotions i don't think they
2: do i mean it's a living yeah she's gonna what happens when you what happens when what happens when you separate a cow from its calf? does it react at all does it care
0: Not very much. Some of them won't even take a calf to begin with, and they just have it like they're like, Screw you, I don't want you. Well, maybe they're
2: maybe that particular calf was ugly, but (laughs) generally, that's another great
0: joke, by the way. Yeah, Raleigh, jump on that.
3: There is a bond that that perhaps you could relate to emotions. I mean, that there there are a lot of the same elements that affect a human. You know, you look at a woman that has a baby. She immediately the through the hormones that are flushed through her body immediately has an emotional attachment and, and an in an innate defense to keep that animal alive. So yes, I, I'm not going to say you're completely wrong, Joel, that they may have an emotional attachment to the calf, mm-hmm. but on the other side, as a human sometimes i think we're over the top emotional um and people don't we've become such a soft touchy feely society that they <laughs> we're worried about what the cow's emotions are versus our own it,
0: <laughs> well anthropomorphic you know, and I, idiosyncrasies they, is one of my favorite terms in the world it's i thing. That, that I, I,
3: I grew up in a lifestyle where we raised livestock from a young age, and it has been in my background to butcher at home. I harvest butcher, whatever you want to call harvest. it. I, I'm an avid I'm an avid hunter, and oh, it's, it's part of life and the cycle that it that we go through. Um, we're we're at the top of the food chain for a reason, um, but on the other hand, I, I can kind of see the perspective people take because our society's become numb to the fact that we have all these conveniences and and food is literally on the counter there and that's where it was raised people don't know people aren't educated about that Mm -hmm. i mean in in my opinion i think somewhere in the high school curriculum there needs to be a full semester of general agriculture taught to everyone in the united states we need to know where our food sources come from and we need to know how that um how we sustain. I mean, it's sad to me to, to know that people walk up to a meat counter in an urban setting. And there are some of them that, yes, they know where it comes from, but some of them literally believe that that meat comes from right back behind that counter where that guy's cutting it up and they don't know any more behind it. So.
2: I think you just brought, you just made an excellent point for where right now, the problem with getting more ventilators in hospitals and getting more drugs and the parts that make a ventilator, yep. and, like, and then medication, right? Is that yep. that's all being produced through globalization and produced mm-hmm. in other yep. countries. Where, and there's supply chain issues. Imagine if we had supply chain issues yep. for protein. Absolutely. Like, that would be a fucking disaster.
0: That's highly feasible, too
2: so the government needs to support i would think 100%. so but
0: it
3: it needs to the education we need to know where our food sources come from and, and it's to me it's absolutely foreign that people don't i i can't wrap my mind around that but i i haven't grown up in front of a computer and a video game and not actually um live that lifestyle where to me, it's fake. I mean, there's that, and I maybe I'm wrong for saying it's fake, but what, that's not real life. You've,
0: you, yeah,
3: it, it is, it is well, just, just disconnected.
0: You know, it's not part of your day and no in world part here in what you do every day at all. is
3: just starting to see it down there, but we don't, we don't only raise these livestock, we protect them too. We've got an incredible problem with predation and wolves here, that has been bestowed upon us by our government and and the environmental movement. And they're protected. We, we have to prove that these wolves are killing our cattle before we can do anything about it. And if we catch them in the, upon our cattle, we can, we can use whatever means necessary to protect our cattle, but it, it's a dog eat dog world literally out here in that respect. and, (laughs) It's kind of, it's so foreign to people who come from an urban area, and, and having been in contact with people who have come from those areas, they look at the wolf as this pretty furry, fluffy animal that poor wolf, these mean old ranchers are killing them. Well, <laughs> bullshit. You, when you walk up on a calf, and yeah. the entire ass end of that calf has been chewed off, and he's still laying there alive, bawling, you, get, you want to talk about emotional attachment. Yeah. It, there's it some emotional connection off, right there. Like Absolutely. Else. And the, there's a huge misconception, I think. Uh, our disconnect is probably the best way to put it, as to the folks mm-hmm. that are uneducated in regards to our industry and what we deal with on a daily basis. And, I, and there really needs to be a bridge to fill that gap in order for there to be understanding.
0: One of the interesting factors of that whole part, too, Rawls, is especially in Oregon, which I'm, I'm obviously more familiar with, is when people talked about reintroduction of the wolves and bringing them back to their natural habitat, uh, a lot of people didn't stop to think that a big part of that habitat was actually mm-hmm. right where downtown Portland sits at this very moment. Um, you might know that uh, you know one of mm-hmm. the nicknames for Portland is Stumptown. That's because they cut down every yep. freaking tree and drained that swamp to build a town there. That was epic wolf habitat. Uh, now, naturally they don't want them there. They want them somewhere else where there's somebody else's problem. But when you try to start to go back and make things the way they used to be, uh, well, look, we've already interviewed as humans a long time ago. So that management is going to have to be a part of what you do. Well, um, if they wanted to go the back the way it was, because, they need to
3: knock um, off a few
0: humans off their, yeah and you know well yeah you're never going to get there you know there's a lot of stuff like I think I dare say that roads and buildings have much more larger impact upon this earth than us running around uh, raising a few cows (laughs) just saying
1: so this brings me back to what what I've been thinking about especially I'm surprised that Raleigh knows that we had wolves down here so well Word's traveling <laughs> fast. Um, yeah. That third S is they, like always the They just part. showed up on our doorstep mm-hmm. this week or a couple weeks ago. So Wow. You're
0: they welcome. are here. They will try. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: Definitely well, better to give than receive in that regard. Yeah. Go ahead. Did
2: you guys hear – well, I was going to change the subject a little bit. I don't know if you cool. guys were done. I was, if you guys, yeah. if if you're not done, no, so you're, I got a, a, I got a question.
1: So, I've been thinking about this Might a lot, there. and especially around the, uh, not so much the Impossible Burger, but the other burger, the Beyond Burger, the ones they grow in the tubes, yeah, yeah. or the petri the dishes, the fermented bioreactor yeah, beef.
2: not Beyond it, Beyond Beef is all ingredients I don't think they're growing I can't can't remember
1: what the new the future beef or whatever the one that they're growing in the lab is
2: yeah okay
1: so I've had this interesting thought and it sort of goes into like our disconnect with wolves and that kind of stuff it seems as a race that as a human the human race is slowly trying to sever itself from the animal kingdom by doing these kind of technological advances. So when it not eating in the natural food web that all other animals eat in by either growing our beef or making these beef substitutes or not recognizing that wolves are part of the greater ecosystem that we all enjoy, but by trying to separate ourselves and block ourselves off and severing ourselves from that connection – we're actually trying to remove ourselves from the animal kingdom equation. So anyways, but then here's this interesting thing. Everybody also has this driving urge to connect back to nature. They want to camp. They want to have these zip line experiences. They go out boating. They do all this kayaking. Everybody's a hiker. They're riding their bikes. So there's this massive move back to it. And it's sort of like this huge contradiction in I I'll, somebody will eat a veggie burger or they'll eat a beef that's been grown and fermented in a bioreactor, but they will absolutely use their shit if you give them with something yeah. with GMO in it. So <laughs> exactly.
3: how,
1: how the hell, what is the duality of all that behavior? It's uh, a confused society. They're, they're, tra- they're trying to separate. They're trying to sever themselves from nature in one way, but they're also trying to reconnect it another way. So where is the disconnect? That's what that's what's been bugging me for the last month now.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, they want to connect to the nature without harming anything in it, right? So that's a that's, go ziplining. You don't have to kill a baby cow. <laughs> it makes it more fun,
0: but. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. If you could offer that experience where I could zip line I, and I, then at the end kill a cow, I'd do that, But okay,
0: we could set something up where you come over the top and you just like rain down fire from but, above. But yeah, you get a and sword. then barbecue at the but end. The, and how much was, <laughs> was how much would on. you pay for that? What? Where, <laughs> yeah, where's the want to buy a rope? Oh, uh. where where is the
3: where is the desire derived? That's from a good point, you Joel. Want to go hang on a wire and fly down a mountain i mean it, 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 i i'm not i'm not taking anything away that's pretty from fun. the adrenaline that's rush fine. that probably comes with it but how bored are we as a society
2: <laughs> Dude, yeah i hear you rally so i'd rather we have to know, make things
0: up brain. to be angry about really literally. i mean we, that's how good we have it we make things up to be mad about or to protest against or take a stand um Yeah. Are you hearing much about gluten free right now? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, well, you know, I think the pineapple pizza is probably still left in the the microwave (laughs) section, but most everything else is, you know, they're grabbing, you know, the hungrier you get and the harder you have it, the more you're going to, you know, kind of forget about some of that stuff. And I'm not saying I look down on those people that do. I just think that's how good we've had it for so long. And I don't want to be old man, get off my yard. But when you, you know, the less you have every day where you, if you're getting up and you're going and raising your cows and you're tending your garden, you're milking that cow just to come back to your house and have a crappy dinner and fall asleep and then get up the next day, you know, you you don't care if it's gluten or not. But if you're completely disconnected for several generations and everything shows up from Amazon that afternoon because you ordered it online. How do you, you know, that's technology, why people have this disconnect. I think is because they, they don't know, I and mean, more importantly, they don't care. You, you look
3: um, at, you look yeah. at the history of agriculture. You know, I, I'm going to take myself back 30 years here to when I was a, a young man. Every, every, every <laughs> wheat farmer where I grew up, sorry, probably <laughs> went and ran between five and seven thousand acres a week. Well, every wheat farmer had at least four to six combines each of them had a man in it then there was four to six wheat truck drivers mm-hmm. each of them had a man in it and the technology has outsourced that they can do that today with one combine what they could do with those six combines and there's one man in that i mean that the the need for human interaction to to produce what we used to is not there anymore because of technology and, it, and it's created a society where people, you know, that's why there's, in, in my opinion, think most of those guys are doing a government job now because the government's creating all these idiot jobs for people to stand around on a rake. And, you know, <laughs> the, the basic, basic survival and basic human skills to, to grow and live are not needed anymore.
0: No, that's evolution of society i think though um you specialize in different things and and you know um some people would love to go connect back some people are nah, i mm-hmm. i want to want to run my numbers all day long and do this and that and and i get my food from somewhere else and other people take pride in growing that food and selling it to somebody else um so the scales changing the technology is changing you know um we're growing like that wheat field you're talking about now you know the the Absolutely. The yield off that's and, and, probably three times order, what it was back then too. But, but it, um, you know, so well, all those advancements. You
3: look at the world population. Maybe there's too much now. of a good I thing. Mean, what I don't know what the population in New York City was in 1983 when I was a little boy. Yeah, but w- we're certainly feeding probably three times the people there. So it, I guess, Mike, when do we meet the threshold? I mean, when when yeah. does the population base become unsustainable for agriculture to keep up with the with the nourishing demands?
0: That's long been a question. And that's probably, I probably have a tainted view of the, I'll call it fake meat, if you will. Cause I'm sure at some part of somebody that they were thinking that exact thing or else like someday we're not going to be able to grow enough. Uh, I'm going to use my lab skills and I can make it in here. And then other people I think have taken that because they're anti animal animal production, I think probably mm-hmm. also. And where that line is, I honestly don't know between those two. Um, that fake meat gas has to at give the you least cancer. There's no way. <laughs> like I would not eat I mean if a cigarette's too. gonna give you cancer, I probably would think something that's that synthetic um can cannot be good for you.
2: Hey Raleigh, I wanna know your opinion on this. I don't even know if we talked about this before, but I sent this that article that was about like the the cows or the bulls that were randomly <coughs> in the wilderness that just yeah. mysteriously oh. dropped dead in Colby's country remember that what happened <laughs> what was that what is that do you think that's aliens or what is that i don't think we
0: got an answer yet cuz wasn't there some in lake county too
2: they were like drained of blood no disturbance around them like are these native americans uh, doing like yeah, a thing or something know. what what's going on Yeah, I was going to say there's a whole book on on that.
3: A a better person to comment. That was more down in your neck of the woods there, Richard.
1: Yeah, so what happened to Colby? Yeah, that was legit and spooky. But uh, there's the guy that wrote the social network wasn't called Social Network, the book, Ben Melsner. Is that right? I'm not sure. Anyways, he wrote a book called The 48th Parallel, just about that phenomenon. So up where we're at in the on the Oregon line is uh, pretty
2: rare for it to happen. Wait, is, Col- is, Colby a- is Colby and Melsner, those are both names of towns or something? Burns.
0: No, Colby's a buddy of ours that was running those cows that got... Uh, oh, okay. That article you sent it was on his place he was running. Oh, it was? Yeah.
1: <laughs> cool. Anyways... So there's Sorry, Richard, oh, from, on. from about the border of Oregon down to mid California, there's this parallel and all the animal mutilations happen sort of within that the majority, like 90% of them all happened within that parallel all across the country and all around the world. And the guy that wrote the social network wrote an entire book just on cattle mutilations and there, that's how much data there is and how many people are trying to figure out what is going on with this.
2: There's no theories? You don't have a theory on it?
1: Um, he didn't push forward any theories because I, I don't think he wanted to. He did a pretty thorough investigation. But the one thing that's unique about most of the sites is they all have elevated, uh, elevated levels of Radiation. So, the site and burns didn't get tested for that. But people that are in the know that go to these events when they happen, they always check the radiation level, and it's always higher than what the natural radiation level of the area would be. So, and
0: are you sure yeah, it's the forty-eighth parallel, Richard? 40s? I'm sorry to butt in, again, but
1: is it the forty-eighth?
0: Because the forty-fifth is up by Baker.
1: Could be the forty-seventh parallel. I'll I'll try and find the book while you guys talk.
0: He could, yeah, because I I know the 45th is just south of Baker, right around the Baker area, right actually by Thomas Angus. Yeah. Is the 45th parallel
2: mark. Maybe. Um, Let
0: me check. I'll So I want to find. I want to get the right thing so we can check it out. I'll figure it
2: out. What what does the parallel have to do with it? it? The bottom, like, what radiation has nothing to do with being drained of your blood and your tongue cut out with a clean incision and your anus cut out. And utters like what what's the, it's hard on. to say
3: who knows what kind of spiritual belief some little group has and they go on their pil- annual pilgrimage to go kill somebody's livestock
0: every year okay guys we have to ask the question now and i want to just say yes no we're gonna go around the horn do you believe in aliens joel <laughs> no <laughs> yes of course okay raleigh no, <laughs> Richard. Oh yeah, yeah. Micah, I, I think so too. I, we can't, we we can't be so. I think there's more than us out there. So. And they're, killing, I'm not, I'm not gonna,
2: I'm not gonna, 47th 48th I'm not gonna forty seventh to forty eighth. I'm not going to 47th 48th i am not going to say
3: that there isn't a life somewhere out in the universe, but it, what, what, where, where's the hard facts on it? I mean, are they here messing with us? There's a I lot. Of it. We're probably like the ghetto of books the universe, and a lot of yeah. Area Fifty One, but. I spend as much time in the outdoors and, and away from society and and I've yet to be buzzed by a saucer so I I'm I'm not well yeah I'm not going to Well for 20 bucks in Tijuana I can make that hard change no, but it, it, it I don't know that it's a, it's about like the damn sasquatch where in the hell is he I haven't seen him yet uh, where
2: I saw <laughs> I saw sasquatch <laughs> That was Brian getting out of the shower. What are you talking <laughs> about? At, the, at our, at our, oh, yeah. I don't know, Raleigh. Did you ever go up there to yeah. our cabin that we had up there on uh, Rocky Ridge? Yeah, when I was a kid, I saw Sasquatch up there. See, the book is
1: the go. book is uh, 30. the thirty seventh parallel. Well, that uh, by ben Mills Rich. a
3: little off for the ones at Colby because that's just south of the 45th parallel, not far, because Dale, Oregon on 395 is
0: the 45th. So weird. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. across from yeah, Exactly. Ralph Lewis would be so proud of us right now. Rest his why soul. Do
2: you, why do you guys know your parallels so well?
0: Because we had a good geography class in college. Yes. So that's why. <laughs> And I drove past that freaking sign about eight million I got million a question. Know Joel from where you sit right, right now? And Dale, do yeah.
3: east or due west of where you're at? Okay.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's a good question. That was a good question. I have no. Now every time I go outside and they're like, "You got to go north." I'm like, "Well, which way is that?" Like, I have to, I have to pull out my map and then. <laughs> Go the wrong way until the blue Let me blue get my dot, sextant
0: out real quick.
2: <laughs> the blue dots go in the way I, think, I didn't want it. I think too, people are so used to I their phone to leading
3: them around anymore; nobody really knows. That's one of the
0: first things I kind of check when I land somewhere or yeah. I get anywhere. Have I, a I just compass built into me, or all to no direction. Yeah, just like oh, that's north. Okay, I, I don't know why. I guess it's because. Yeah, I scamper around the woods quite a bit growing up, too, and you did not have a phone. Um, you didn't even have a yeah. map, but uh, you knew where the sun came up or which way your house was from, you know. If I took off for east from my house, I had to head west to get back.
1: Some retard built Casper on the south side of the mountain, on the north side of the mountain, on, so that the mountain was on the south. <laughs> Anyways, so when I lived in Casper, because everywhere I've ever lived, where I lived, the mountains were always to the north. In Wyoming, for some reason, they decided to put the mountains on the south. And I could never get exist? oriented in Wyoming. And it still makes me <laughs> mad at this moment. Hey,
0: you can't get oriented anywhere. What are you
2: talking about? I mean, you're a logistical genius. South but, and east. Well, the blues are south of Pendleton, right? Uh,
0: No. South and east. Mostly yeah. east. Yeah. Pilot
3: Rock would be south of Pendleton. So, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Very good, yeah. Correct,
3: Yeah. you, you have can to get also a go east rock towards Walla Walla to
2: and hit the same blue, the blue mountains. mountains.
3: Yeah. 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 Really? <laughs> no, you You actually...
2: You have to go north to get to Walla Walla.
0: And then you head northeast along
3: well,
2: the... First along you head the,
0: east, so... and then you turn north. <laughs> 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 this is some riveting <laughs> shit for people who have no idea. <laughs> Wala- this just says
1: that if, if I, I know Joel about. and I should not travel together.
0: Oh Christ! That would be fun though. I'd I'd put the helmet cam on both of you guys. <laughs> All I good. know is
2: the liquor stores to the right.
0: <laughs> if you're on the right one-way street, then you are correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you just keep turning right, you are going to hit the liquor store. <laughs> that is uh, that. That's a T-shirt right there. <laughs> the liquor store. All I know is the liquor store is on the right. Yeah, that's, that's all you need to know, really. <laughs> you, drink, you drink enough, you're always
3: going to drag your right leg, so you'll just keep that's running into fun. the liquor store.
2: It, I tell you what, this uh, the coronavirus is I, what it's doing is it's creating some well, drinking I, I, problems. <laughs> I'm just, I think
0: it's enhancing for sure. Yeah,
2: stuck there, there inside. Just I think it's some pre condition. The now, the let's be honest,
0: and
3: there. One of the reasons that they are allowing for drinks to be taken out of these restaurants and whatnot, and they're keeping the liquor stores open, is for a lot of people with addiction issues. Because if they were, if those places weren't open and people, we'd have a lot more people going to the hospital for different reasons than the coronavirus.
0: Yeah. Yeah. DTs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got to keep these. Well, like, I
2: mean, also it's great to keep some of these places in the business. I don't, Micah, call and get us call and get a gift certificate at Simeonies. You'll be in Pendleton someday. I think it's a great idea,
0: Joel. I yeah, did I really that should. today.
2: You uh, should because uh,
0: I got to do that one for Hamleys. So I need Simi's, Hamleys, uh Pendleton Hat Company. I need to get a certificate for there as well, just because I want to keep them going. Yeah. Junior, uh, he's probably going to go pound sand if I ask him. He's
2: probably
1: doing all right.
0: (laughs) You know, uh, as they say, uh, and for those of you at home, uh, Junior owns a uh, a liquor store that we frequent uh, in parts of the world. His favorite saying is, you know, when people are happy, they drink. When people are sad, they drink. So... (laughs) Yeah, I think they're doing okay, uh, as they would say on uh, "Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> business is <moving. laughs> Almost as good as
4: Blazing
3: Saddles. Yeah.
0: Nope. <laughs> Almost, yeah. I would love to see the Tarantino <laughs> take on Blazing Saddles. Can you imagine that? <laughs> I, got I would a submit to you that Pulp Fiction's pretty close already.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Somebody needs to go into town <laughs> and get a shitload of dimes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's such a funny movie.
0: So you've seen Blazing Saddles, but no John Wayne movies. Is that what we heard earlier? <laughs> That's
2: true, yeah. Wow, okay. What, what is the scene in Blazing Saddles when the... The guy, he pulls out his hand and it's all shaky. He's like this Oh, yeah, one. but I shoot with this one. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's one. <laughs> that's because he crawled into a bottle and hasn't looked back. Yeah, see? Looks steady. Yeah, but I shoot with this one. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of one-liners that I grew up with because of Blazing Saddles is... A, it's highly inappropriate in most societal situations today. I but think also probably explains a lot about me. Be a tie with uh, caddyshack. So... <laughs> yeah. Oh no doubt. Yeah. No hey, doubt.
2: Hey, Raleigh and Richard out there in Oregon, do you guys ever uh, uh, go to the, you know, the Greenleaf or whatever, and get your <laughs> marijuana? I just got my shipping <laughs> shipment of edibles <laughs> yesterday. No, outstanding. Uh, I've got 40, 40 edibles all with 10 milligrams
0: so you can get edibles in the mail but you can't get in Copenhagen is that what I'm understanding
2: well so if you send it through the United States Postal Service um, they are not required to screen for the shipment of like marijuana mm-hmm they the the federal government does have some requirements on like FedEx and UPS to, that they actually have to they kind of look for that, but it's too burdensome on the federal government itself. So <laughs> they don't they don't you just ship it through USPS and you're fine.
0: But don't they ask you like I used to get pissed at the guy when I would send a whole pack of uh, this is going back I'd send expense reports in the mail to my boss. And the guy looked at me one day and he's like feeling this, this big envelope and he's like looking at me and he's pinching it and he's feeling, he's looking, he's like, what's in here? And I'm like, my freaking dirty undies. It's none of your goddamn business. <laughs> ship it. It's like
2: and a your enthusiasm episode.
0: Apparently. Yeah. And I always giggle when I send, I'll send somebody some bacon or jerky or something in the mail. I'm like, what's, what's on this box, sir? At FedEx. And I'm like, use pinball parts. What do you care? They're like, well, if it's, if it's anything illegal, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm going to tell you. What kind of dumbass question is that? I drives me crazy. I always think of the most random thing possible. Yeah, like I like used pinball parts because that's from <laughs> Back to the Future when he sells that's what he sells the terrorists is used pinball parts, pinball machine parts instead of their plutonium <laughs> or whatever. But again, <laughs> movies.
2: D so so Raleigh, Richard, you guys ever I
1: was a in a store a while ago about? and ran into <laughs> one of the kids I coached in fifth grade basketball. He was Actually, the <laughs> cash register guy. So, yeah, that was a big surprise for me going in there.
3: Oh, was, oh wow! I yeah, uh, I don't have a lot to comment. I've never been in one. Oh, that's pretty I, funny. I see that uh, <clears throat> there really isn't a corner of Oregon that doesn't have them. I think we have a couple of them here in Willow County, but um, I. Yeah, yeah, you know. I everybody parks like four blocks away (laughs) it's a it's certainly a part of our society this day and age i mean I, i don't think you can go anywhere and and get away from that in most any sector of the world but um i i don't frequent it never have
0: i'm not really a I have not either but i don't see much no i'd put it yeah. up against drinking whiskey There's, versus having it, an edible you probably I, I better don't, off having an edible i, I don't I think, know what but, the effect would be on me um, but
3: i've got a lot of shit to get done in a day and um if if it's anything like when i drank alcohol to a, <laughs> there no it was very unproductive for yeah, myself and it's the rest not of society so um
0: Well, yeah, that's subjective. No, so, it depends on what you're trying to get uh, done, but I, you're not going to get
3: any more I, work. I have yeah, plenty of trouble not eating right now, so um, I don't think I need any of that.
2: <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to cover this subject again <laughs> sometime and get your brother on, on the line.
0: <laughs> we'll leave it no names at this point unless he wants to come discuss, but... Uh... I'm gonna go what? back to the question. He would be so, can you get Copenhagen the in the mail? Life.
2: What? Can you get Copenhagen in the mail? Uh, yeah, I can. I have a, I have a source.
0: Okay. I mean, like, well, <laughs> can you get that shit source, on Amazon? Like, is there like Copenhagen.com? or?
2: Can you um, buy that on Amazon? Or are you like somebody sending uh, you
0: like a prison package?
2: <laughs> no, you can't. Uh, there's a there's a store like a tobacco shop here down the street, and. It, Oh, I can text him and say, can you get this in for me? And he'll do it. But right now they're not doing it. So I have, I've had to resort to a different source. I'm down to, I have a roll left. So, Oh, is
0: that five or 10 cans? 10 cans?
2: Five.
0: Five. Well, I just went to freshcope.com and it says, we're sorry, but freshcope.com is currently unavailable.
2: That's God, concerning. What is going to happen? <laughs> I can't go through withdrawals during <laughs> this.
0: I would think that would be harsh on everybody involved. Uh, if I, you ran out of Copenhagen while well, stuck at home, um, you know what? Be, I have to resort I to like. I haven't really given it a lot of thought.
3: Emergency. Just now. Nah, I don't think that I, would I be mean, I it. realized I brought up the commentary on the liquor stores being open and keeping people with their fix. But if things really do go south on this deal and it might be very interesting to just sit back and watch everybody have a meltdown on losing their Copenhagen or their weed or their whiskey. It it, it could get some pretty good, interesting watching
0: going on.
4: <laughs> it yeah. would be
0: the, probably the craziest reality TV you've ever saw. There's no doubt about that.
2: <laughs> Take away <laughs> my three favorite things. Yeah. I'm going to be upset. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Joel smash. I, I, I want to do bikes. an episode yeah, when this be... does happen, though, just so I can see. Absolutely, the yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 That's good to know where you're coming from, bro. Yeah, uh, he'll be wanting
4: to kill him, maybe he think... comes in.
0: <laughs> Again. <laughs> he already Either said if we get him a zip line he would be in so zip i think we got to get this set well up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well i think if well, he saw raleigh, that he'd, he'd probably be in for that right now well,
2: what i do want to do raleigh is i want to come out there one of these days and you need to you um, need to come out actually go like work on the ranch like i don't know if i don't well, Maybe keep no, a couple, don't no, brand you, a few, and then I I'll want come out you and let me brand those. Because we're not going to get any t- bigger, so, blend, so that's fine.
3: That, that raises lambs and go to an actual lamb castrating. I think that would be fantastic to watch you have it.
0: Yeah. yeah. We did that yes. at uh, high school egg, yes. actually.
2: Um uh, so where you have to like, bite their, their yeah, ball Yeah, you, you,
0: you slip well, the Well, We cut and it and then bit them out. We didn't bite the ball sacks.
3: You push the push up against the uh, man. That's the statement around
0: when the, you're out loud the ever there until the uh, these criminal region. I I have a
2: very uh, very strong watching. gag reflex. I don't think I do well at that. <laughs>
0: uh, wow, there's some statements I'm just, just gonna let uh, lie for a while before I address.
3: You know what? The that's the,
2: one the one list them, right? gag
0: all day. How long now? have you been stuck I at mean, home? This I don't want anybody. Conversation about your gonna take a hard left. Here it comes. <laughs> it's just going in a weird circle, <laughs> that's all.
2: Yeah. The next time I come out to penalty, no, I it, take a few there's... days and go up there and and you can put me to work.
0: There you go. I think we could set up a little uh little pay for play actually. Joel, you could be our uh our representative in New York. We can ship folks you out know, to I the actually, West. They can go check out the high desert region or the northeast for, Oregon you know, extra and get a little hands
3: on experience kirsten had what they called she she uh was taking over operations of the harry bold rodeo company at that time and she actually had what she called nine lives ranch and what she did was take in groups of women from primarily new york but uh, all over the east coast and and had a a week long crash course Mm -hmm. dude ranch so to speak on on ranching and riding and doing all that stuff and it's it's something that uh it, there's a lot of popularity in it amongst people who who get into it and i think it's know, awesome. i guess I guess a guy the problem is is you got so much day to day stuff in this industry that you've got to take care of that dealing with ten other pilgrims isn't always something that you can put on your
0: agenda but You just have to do your best. Um, Remember, ever Packy Burns, she used to do that with uh, her sheep as well and then and, and it'd be like a week long. People would come out and help lamb. Um, so, you know, earlier we're talking about how disconnected people are. Yet, you know, these are the type of things that we have to think about doing um, and having having those opportunities so people can get connected again. Um, I think, you know, if it's if it's wearing a GoPro, if it's having people you put in a random drawing to bring ten people out, or you just make that part of your week and you just say, Well, it's just gonna kinda suck this week. Um I think people surprise you every once in a while too, but um yeah, you gotta keep them herded up. But I well, you know it's I think it's, that needs to be explored and probably promoted certain a lot more settings, than it I mean, now. Richard, you guys put up hay down there or are you
3: primarily just cattle then?
2: And... No, we we put up yeah, we, we so put it's up not, pay down here too. It's,
3: you know, the other day I found Cows, and then going and jumping on a harrow and harrowing, and then you're back out tagging calves, and your uh your your li- your lineup of duties from day to day varies, and and and, mm-hmm. and probably the biggest forecaster for your duties is going to be the forecast itself. It you you have to adjust on the go um to to make things happen because Mother Nature is the primary influence of the outcome of your year, whether it's with your your yields on your hay crop or or the grass that your calves are eating to put on weight. There's there's a lot of variables that go into this game and, and making making time of all of it can be difficult without a bunch of other people around. But I do believe that it'd be a great way to educate a lot of folks on how things go. Um, but it, it'd it also be a, an added strain to your daily duties.
0: Mm-hmm. I think you almost mm-hmm. have, have to have enough other people in the background where they can take care of the daily and you can host uh, and you guys can jump in where it makes sense. Uh, Everybody can get some hands on, but really, you know, if you have to have another hired man or something in the background that really is the getting all the dark, all the work done and you can kind of host and and make it work that
2: way. Just thinking you, you, you send people out there like, you advertise, come on and get hands on experience on the ranch, and then they show up. <laughs> and then you just put them in the tack room sorting like, uh <laughs> sorting rope. You
0: know, you'll go start that bucket of old horseshoes I kept for some stupid reason. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, time of year is a big part about it, you know, and what experience they want to have. uh Obviously, now when you're calving and you're feeding and, and you're getting spring coming, you know, that's. That's the part that people want to probably go be a part of until they get there. (laughs) So, (laughs) I think it's essential, though. You know i I really do sharing that experience one way or another. Obviously, you know, if you put on a GoPro and broadcast your day, that reaches a lot more people, but not I don't think to the the level of significance. This kind of lends itself to another conversation. But
3: but you you take a look at the guys like Richard and myself. There we have a, a huge battle ahead of us fighting all kinds of issues, whether it's water um, usage, um, env- a tremendous amount of environmental issues um, the, from what kind of pesticides and herbicides we use to, um, you know, the endangered ground squirrel that's out in our pasture. And we have to have our head down 24 seven working to, mm-hmm. to make the wheel go around on these businesses. And, it with without the diligence that we put forth every day to make it happen. If if we had those distractions, things wouldn't be getting done. And 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 getting back to the environmental end of it, there's a lot of lawsuits that arise in our industry. Um, that and we've we form coalitions. I mean, we've got the the wolf committee, and we've got various cattlemen's committees to go address these things because the day to day guy really doesn't have time to to deal with it i mean you're you're busy working it's it's take the coronavirus for example good luck keeping me locked in the house it it you if if i was to do that that would be the end of the business and and it's part of the solitude the way that we live but it's it's hard work
0: and 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 not all yeah well, it's not just the business too. It's like you have live animals under yeah. your care and watch. They, yeah, they they create income for you and sustainability for you. But it's it's a it's a Absolutely. living I mean, they yeah. living, breathing thing. You know, and they have to be taken care of. Several
3: hundred head of livestock that you're out there um, taking a look at, and and you know, it's it's neat to see outfits where Richard's from down there, where they turn out onto the desert for months at a time, and. A lot of those livestock they may not see until they bring them in the fall and, and gather. Um, we're we're
1: absolutely. very excited. And we're I, leaving Monday.
3: I, I can't blame you a bit. I mean, that's <laughs> it's nice when you can. Oh, awesome! Let yeah. your guard down after a long winter of cabin and feeding and and getting them through the harsh times.
1: Uh, we'll see if our uh, wolf friends down here change that for us.
3: Well, just don't let them tap dance on your doorstep.
0: Well, <laughs> I, I do think uh it would mm-hmm. be great to get Joel up to uh Joseph or down to Lake County or maybe both during some extended time um to get some more of that hands-on touch back with his roots. That's you paying me that if much? You will.
2: Sixty five dollars an hour. I'm gonna quit. Is that right? what you're, is so that you're gonna pay?
0: Yeah, that's that's almost fair. I think it should be about one twenty. <laughs>
2: yeah. And just raise dudes, man. Yeah. Pilgrims. <laughs> yeah, Raleigh, I'll pay it if you if you teach me stuff. Yeah. I think you'd probably give you one hundred and fifteen hundred and fifty an hour for that uh tester. Just Incorporated as a dude branch
0: If you can last yeah. an hour, I'd be more impressed. Actually. Uh, yeah. yeah. Tell I, me I, more I about next time
2: you're doing the semen. <laughs> do Joel, if you really want to see how that whole thing works.
0: <laughs> that sound. Oh my god.
1: It's probably on YouTube. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My wife. I'm <laughs> guessing. I'm not going
1: to look it up. That'll screw it. There needs to be a on, video yeah. on
3: Joel Dude. watching that video.
2: <laughs> Good point. Yeah. It's on Pornhub.com. Yeah.
0: Non-vet sanctioned semen testing. I would. Yeah, just test that.
2: <laughs> every time I. Every time I. <laughs> Look up bull on Pornhub dot com giving me what I no, want. that's what she said. Uh, I would probably go to the YouTube maybe to Google
0: machine and not start with I know it's breaking habits of this past couple of weeks of just starting on Pornhub, because that's your search engine fault now. Like I'm always happy with no the social
1: results yeah. that get returned though, you know, when you put it in.
4: Uh what? Never mind. What are you talking about? I take
1: all that back
0: oh <laughs> that statement out of left field uh, Richard if I can isolate that I'm going to keep that for a long, long time exactly. that, that might be your one, actually I'm just going to say
1: yeah
0: uh, uh, it took us longer to derail than I thought it would that's impressive Hey, I had, I had,
1: at, I had a suggestion um, for the end of the podcast this one that I listen to, they all go around sure. at the end, and they uh each say what they're watching or reading or sort of focused on each week.
0: Mm. I thought that would be current... cool I'm down with that. We could see what we're what we're uh, what we're watching reading or what we're yeah something focused on reading even oh no, no, just like <laughs> throughout our week. Um, yeah. he, he just <laughs> brought it up a moment ago <laughs> so I know what Joel's answer is for that but uh, <laughs> Literally, yeah no, um, yeah, just, pour, just pour it out of a search engine Anyways uh, No, I think that would be a great way to wrap this week up Dear Lord uh, Yeah, of, of kind of what's been your Your downtime yeah. focus Does that be a good way to put that, Richard? Your leisure time what do you do with your leisure time oh. does anybody know that movie no, i'm here oh come on oh almost famous with chris farley and uh david no not david swimmer but the other guy from friends they were like racing lewis and clark across the country and he was <laughs> so de- what do you gentlemen do with your leisure time and they're like uh you're <laughs> not working uh, I, I, uh what does that mean yes. <laughs> Anyways, that's a great suggestion, Richard. Why don't you kick it off uh, with what you're reading or watching?
1: I'm reading uh, Peter, Peter Zahan's Disrupted Nations about the United States pulling out of geopolitics and how that is affecting the world. And he's been updating with the newsletter this week on how it's changed and accelerated much more with the coronavirus. And all everything he writes, if you want to look him up on YouTube, is just amazing.
0: Sorry I think you set the bar pretty high there um, No, 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 that's good Give me something to shoot for next week uh, for, me, um, I think for me For me I think it was yesterday Or day before Was the anniversary of The Office Debuting on TV And so uh, thanks to Our friends at Netflix I have gone back and started with episode one Season one of the office, and that's sort of been my background um, noise in the past. Uh, since then, um, I'm sure I'll have something more I'm cerebral next to time. Joel. But I'm just being honest.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so I. <laughs> so I I watch. <laughs> I read a lot of just news. I can't I can't like put my phone away for ten minutes without <laughs> checking like the updates on the New York Times. But in oh my downtime goodness. I've been sorry. Been rewatching uh I, I didn't hear you said, but I've been rewatching uh Shits Creek. Oh yeah. You guys seen this show? I've not watched it, I've heard of it. Oh man, it is hilarious. It's got uh um uh, Eugene Levy <laughs> Him and his son, Dan Levy. Oh, goodness. Um, it, it It's just a phenomenal show. It's on Netflix. Check it out. Several seasons. Uh, oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. If you're there on Netflix, too, you got to watch Tiger King. I'm just going to throw it out there.
2: Yeah, I'm going to do one of my edibles and start watching oh, Tiger King. Whoa. And then also Tom Segura has a new yeah. comedy special on Netflix I'm wanting to watch. Yeah. Uh- uh, that uh Raleigh, what body. are you he watching besides the weather report
3: <laughs> whenever i'm on my phone i'm constantly seeing where the weather's headed um <laughs> i just kind of depends i like to come home in the evening and unplug for an hour or two and turn on the tv so um i kind of enjoy watching the voice it's always comical to see what what uh blake shelton's got to come up with but um that the i like to watch uh another show that's on tv there called the navy seals it's it's pretty cool one that comes on it's really good it's uh, i wouldn't say it's completely oh nice um
0: i haven't seen that one
3: in the realm of what they do right down to the t but it it shows kind of the the lifestyle that those guys live it's fun to watch um and then uh prior to calving getting started i was spending quite a bit of time on the iPad, flying the X-plane deal, learning uh, learning to do some piloting. And that's that's kind of an intriguing lifestyle that uh, yeah, I'd like to someday get into a little more. So
0: That was fun. I missed that. Raleigh and I could actually get on our iPads and fly uh, tandem at the same time and take – uh, Take some different routes that was pretty entertaining um it's called x
2: what are you flying what is on that's iPad. a simulator a um, flight simulator
0: uh i don't do know do it on if we, an iphone that's a do bigger I ipad
2: I it if that's pretty I don't, yeah you might be able to, i have a 10 if you don't yeah, know that's right I mean, yeah
4: sorry
3: it's, wow it, it's, uh, it's a big one it's big enough to hold in your hand like the yoke of a, a plane and you can you can pick airports you want to fly out of and different aircraft you want to fly. In. Like Micah was talking, we could uh, schedule flights out of the same airport and sit there on our phone and talk to each other while we're flying around and looking at stuff. It was, it's kind of fun just to, just to earn the, ba- <laughs> learn the basics. That
2: was it was awesome, yeah. It is. <laughs> I want to get an iPad just because of that. That sounds great. It's worth it. I would highly recommend it. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's uh, get you get you the new Pro X-Plan 12.9, 11. and, and you are, you're gonna have a yeah. blast. Yeah. yeah,
2: tell me once again, what is it called? Kay. Yeah,
0: we can send you a link even, but uh, yeah, yeah. you literally almost any airport, like you could take off out of Joseph, and we're flying to Pendleton, uh, and we went north to Lewiston. It's... Um, yeah i mean can it's you see digital is the, so, the environment um, that,
3: look real? like mm-hmm. you flying degree.
0: across say mm-hmm. out here on the
3: zoom prairie and going into this the Hells canyon corridor it it shows the topography and the terrain in the right areas but it all kind of looks the same as far as um the the uh, vegetation like the you, the zoom prairie would ordinarily you'd be flying over and it's nothing but bunch grass but it shows trees and vegetation there instead so um but
0: yeah yeah it,
3: okay. but you know there's a river yeah, or there's a lake
0: there's the stuff. ocean uh, there's a there's a city or a town um, it, for something on your iPad uh, that's is it free or there's like a oh no, to get like all the airports I think it's like five uh, five bucks a month or something like that yes uh, well worth it anyways whatever it is but uh,
2: so if you're bored with coronavirus quarantine yeah you could prefer- you need to kill 12 hours. Yeah. Just fly 12 hours to Australia. You're good. right, your yeah. Absolutely.
0: Or you can get the jet fighter and get there a little quicker, probably. <laughs>
2: yeah. That's the upgraded package.
0: Yeah. That's what she said.
2: <laughs>
0: Sorry. I'm going to be 90, maybe in a nursing home. Uh, and I'm going to be, that's what she said. Uh, no doubt about it. Yeah. That's just, can't help it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, you've been watching The Office, you
0: said. It was before, though. It certainly gets reinforced heavily, but uh, and maybe that's why I like The Office so much is because of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, also, Joel Bergpreisher's new stand-up on Netflix is really good, too.
2: You know what? I did not like it that much. Really? We could talk about this in a few We will, I for guess. sure. I think we shall.
0: But uh, for this one, we're going to get wrapped up. But uh, I'll just remind everybody again to uh, make sure you subscribe. Uh, to far reaches podcast. Again, it's available on anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple. Uh, if they don't have it, they suck. Uh, you know, again, if you like it, please share it. If you don't tell your friends anyways, uh, we can be reached by email at far reaches podcast at com, or uh, all, I think all of us are on social media in one way, shape or form. But uh, again, thanks for everybody for getting together tonight. This has been, I think one of our more, um, organic discussions where we've sort of uh, weaved in and out of several things that are on our mind and I think that's really what this podcast is all about so we're going to continue this and again if you guys have some suggestions or comments let them fly and uh, guys thanks again for your time uh, stay <laughs> safe as you're required to say now by law yep. Bye. and